my podcast, Esteemed Women. It used to be called Silence, then it became Innovation, and finally women are now more empowered than ever to use their voices to express what it's really like to strive and thrive in what tends to be a very imbalanced and unequal world. I'm sure it hasn't been easy, but these women have achieved and accomplished. They're truly esteemed women who have chosen careers in science, technology and innovation. They're typically go-getters, alpha females, hardworking and maybe even a little bit perfectionistic, but on the whole, they've applied their talents and skills to really make a difference. That was certainly my intention when working as a mechanical engineer and fluid dynamicist. In these episodes, you'll get a chance to hear about some fascinating innovations, but you're also likely to be inspired and uplifted by the personal stories and experiences of my guests. So let's hear it for my STEM sister, an incredibly talented, esteemed woman, Shireen Dooling, a science illustrator. I am Shireen Dooling, and I am currently a graphic designer specializing in science illustrations and specifically science infographics. I also um, am finishing up, so I have a bachelor's in graphic design from Arizona State University, and I'm finishing up a astrophysics degree at Arizona State University as well. So I'm working full time and I'm finishing up an astrophysics degree. Um, yeah, so it's super exciting. And I want to figure out a way to mesh both skill sets in both worlds. And currently, I have figured out how to do that. I'm set to intern at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center um, over the summer where I will be doing um, visual communication in and bringing both worlds together. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I'm guessing that the graphic design came before the interest in astrophysics? I think the graphic design came first only because that's what I decided to major in in college. I have always loved um, space and this field of space. Um, I actually, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to go to college for in high school, astronomy was one of the uh, majors and I just never fell through with that. I also didn't know how to navigate that, the world of figuring out what you wanted to do at that young age. So I think that played into it a lot. Um, But yeah, I've always, always loved space. Well, I've always loved meeting people that are left brain and right brain, um, because I just find that people who are super creative, but can also rationalize and think things through logically are just really, really fascinating people. Um, And I consider you to be one of those people because you are doing something that's so creative and so um aesthetic and then at the same time you know to be studying astrophysics is just I mean how is that (laughs) I absolutely love it um one of my professors at one point in my second undergrad um asked why we were sitting in his class and I basically told him I got bored at work (laughs) so I decided to you know take on the extra challenge and um that's kind of true. I, I, I feel like my graphic design at that point in my career was a little bit 
um, mundane and, and, you know, monotonous. And it was the same thing over and over. I was, you know, a brochure, a print book. And I really wanted to delve into the research of, of figuring out why I was designing for a specific topic. And um, again, I, I found so nerdy, but I was at a Phoenix fan fusion, which is basically the off brand name for Phoenix comic-con one year. And they had an ASU meteorite booth set up and ASU has one of the really cool um, college collection meteorite museums. And they had a booth there and I ended up over there talking to two of the women that were, you know, um, hosting the booth. And um, I kind of talked to them about how I wanted to figure out furthering my education in a master's. And they were very, you know, frank. One was like, just do it. You've got it, girl. And that's a Dr. Sign Proctor. Um, before she was like inspiration for famous and <laughs> now she's everywhere. Um, and she was super, um, encouraging and she's like oh this is easy you can do it you know just just apply and I was asking you know I come from a graphic design background and I noticed the the um, website says any bachelor's degree background so how does that work I was really curious about just you know trying to figure this out starting ground level would be a master's but um yeah it was a little bit more than that I had to basically start over if I wanted to enter that field for really knowing what it was like um, from the ground level. So starting with a bachelor's, you know, taking all the calculus classes, all the physics 101 and and up, um, and then all the intro uh, astro, but I absolutely loved it. I loved every second of it and working full time. It was hard, but um yeah, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> and so now you're qualified. I I mean, if yes, a bachelor's degree qualified. Yeah, at the end of May, um, I'd still love to further education in figuring out how to really validate that both of these skill sets can take our society into a new future because I do believe like space is going to be huge as we continue in our society and just making sure that the visual communication and communication of everything that's happening is is something that the public can understand and access and know about on a daily you know informational level because I mean you do know you do want to know what's happening in the world and I think this is um something that other than you know the main players Elon and and um Bezos and NASA but even then I feel like there's just so much more room for us as visual communicators to show the public how many really cool things are happening every single day in the industry and how those definitely impact you, anyone, any citizen on earth at any point in single time. Like 
I think it's just phenomenal the amount of information that is happening that we can relay to the public that's happening on a daily basis in the space industry. I feel like you should start now because <laughs> I have so many questions. Like, I can't even imagine what a degree in astrophysics would look like. I mean, when I look up to the sky at night, I just, it's so vast and so far away and I'm so tiny in comparison that I just cannot get my head around head around it so like you know it would be so great to like learn the basics of what you're learning doing the degree and you have such a powerful tool to be able to illustrate it yeah yeah and I think that's what's really I guess really fun about it in in terms of what I'm going to be able to do in the future. Um, but yeah, I, so I went into astrophysics because it was more of the all encompassing of space, um, research and knowledge and how to, um, understand the universe. Because if you were to specialize in like geology, oh my gosh, I absolutely love rocks, but (laughs) it's only planetary at that point, you know? or it's only terrestrial, which is amazing. I, If I had more time, I've already been asked, like, what would you do if you went back? I was like, get a geology degree. But um, um, the astrophysics, you get, you get all of, like, the understanding of from the Big Bang to now. You get the understanding of the physics of how stars form. You get the understanding of... Um, um, the amount of the perception of the amount of time that's passed mm. and also time makes <laughs> time is a little skewed on my perspective now because <laughs> everything happens on scales of millions of billions so um yeah there's a little uh existential crisis there when you think about it <laughs> but um yeah it's really cool I absolutely do not regret picking um astrophysics as my base to enter the space industry and the space research fields and just understanding space in general I think it made sense how has it affected your graphic design work this knowledge so currently in my job I'm more of a biology um, science illustrator because I work at the Biodesign Institute at ASU so it's interdisciplinary but it's still more um, biology focused. I believe when I intern at NASA that the the bonus of getting the astrophysics degree will show through a lot more um, visually because I'll be working on space um, based imagery space-based research and creating graphics for space-based research but um, theoretically I think obtaining the astrophysics degree has opened up a new way and a new perspective to look at research in general when I'm researching a subject no matter what that is, like biology. Okay, I have to do something uh, on Alzheimer's and it's neuron specific and it's it's this tiny protein that does something to your brain that you have to figure out um, how to illustrate. 
And to do that, you have to research correctly the information you need that you can then create a graphic for using only like the small snippet interview that you had with the the researcher that did this work and every (laughs) definition in the paper that you don't understand that you had to go research yourself. And I think figuring out the process to do that research, to create that graphic is similar across all science um, sciences and STEM fields. And I think in that way, it has directly affected my work as of now, just the methodology and, and the research skills that I've been able to gain over these this past it's kind of crazy because like biology is very very small and space is very very large but it's like (laughs) two ends of a spectrum but actually the images are the same yeah yeah I was actually able to work in one of my past projects um absolutely mind-blowing but the amount of the amount of gene information in viruses on earth if you were to lay them end to end from earth it would stretch all the way to the Pallades cluster like astronomical amounts astronomical amounts and I think just having just seeing just hearing that but then being able to see a visual which I have I could send it to you afterwards if you're interested in looking at it but it's just mind-blowing like the small things on earth compared to the large astronomical objects in space and there's still a correlation between the two like yeah crazy I mean does it make you I feel like you're getting a little bit of an insight into the secrets of the universe because <laughs> I do feel like there's this mirroring effect going on where, you know, there's like stuff that happens on a tiny scale, like on the nano scale, also happens out in space. And it kind of, it doesn't, it, it might provide some sort of inspiration because, for example, sometimes when I see the way we are damaging our planet, for example, um, it's not uncommon to the way a virus would behave. You know, it's, there's just so many parallels and such completely different scales. Do you ever find yourself just like suddenly thinking, I think I've just found the answer to something, you know, or, you know, weird insights that people don't normally get because they don't span such different um, mindsets? That is a great question. And I do just want to make note of the virus to what humans are doing. Technically, a virus doesn't want to kill its host (laughs) because it wants to continue surviving. I feel like there's a huge disconnect there when it comes to what humans are doing to the planet. Like, I feel like a majority of the people in power do not care 
about what happens to the planet. So there is a little bit of a difference from like what's happening right now in a virus in a host, um, which is like for example, really scary. The COVID virus, like it wants to survive by being in a host like us, but essentially they are killing us. And you know the way we treat our planet, um, like using fossil fuels and things, like we want to survive. That's why we're burning fuel because we're trying to live day to day. Um, but we're slowly killing our planet. So it's kind of, it is the same. It's all about survival. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, you're right. I guess it's like the few, the few that are in power, I don't think are acting like the virus. <laughs> I just think they're just steamrolling ahead. Um, they don't care what happens, but you're right. The majority of the population on earth they're just trying to survive and they have every right to i mean you have to do what you have to do to continue carrying on so um i don't technically in my work the bigger picture when i'm doing the correlations is not so much that sort of insight but just like the perspective of where we are in the universe mm the like the grand scale of it all and and um yeah the the perspective that you get like we're this tiny tiny little speck in the sky in our solar system and you just scale back farther and farther the farther and farther you go you're not even like earth isn't even seen and our sun is just a normal star up until a certain amount of light years away and then it's not you know a prominent it's not even a prominent star um that those kinds of things is just mind-blowing to me like the jwst picture with the deep field um that everyone kept saying like this is the size of if you were to take a grain of sand between your fingers and hold it at arm's length and look up at the sky that is what this image with all these galaxies in it, like that is the size of it. So all these galaxies in that tiny grain of sand at arm's length multiplied by, if you could fill your entire range of view with those grains of sand, like how many galaxies are out there in our universe that could be teeming with life or have had life or will have life like that is the kind of perspective that just I love to think about and is it's just mind-blowing <laughs> there's really no other word that comes to mind for that I mean you get to you get to illustrate people's ideas um and your own interpretation of what you're learning. Do you ever have to draw something um, and you think that doesn't feel correct? Because I mean, you know, it's, 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 
our theories of things are literally just theories. Yeah, so what I'm specializing in is basically being able to retell the information that a researcher comes to me with in an accessible manner to the public. So until I can start doing my own research, my main focus is just being as accurate as I can to the information that was given to me so that when we're relaying any of the research, there is no like, there is no avenue for misinformation or misunderstanding that 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 can then cause misinformation. It's just specific to being as accurate as possible is really like my main focus. So if I was, I, I mean, my understanding of physics and my understanding of like the few class of quantum information that I've actually taken that plays into how I can speak about a project to my coworkers, but I don't think at this point I'm telling anyone, especially a researcher, that they're wrong or like that something is missing because I'm really relying on, on them to be, I mean, they are the expert. So yeah. It's, kind of, it's an interesting um, position to be in because, like, for example, you know, at places like CERN, the particle accelerator in Geneva, like, you know, they are like they're, they're experimenting with such fundamental ingredients of our existence that you can't help but kind of ask yourself, existential questions um I don't know you you're in such an interesting like gray area of the Venn diagram because it's like you're you're illustrating people's theories um and that is just so powerful because theories um gain popularity i think through people's understanding absolutely absolutely so by helping to increase people's understanding you're kind of cementing theories Quite yeah there's a really way to look at it <laughs> a powerful position to be in and and this actually that does lead me on to like a major uh theme around what you do which is that communication is so powerful it's so important yes why did you decide to position yourself in a career where you're really communicating something so fundamental and so advanced and like how did it come about that you ended up like even knowing that a career or job like this existed yeah that is a great question as well I actually it took me many years to figure out what I wanted to do um 
it was not, you know, wake up senior year in high school and and yes, I'm going to design for space science in my future. That was not something I even thought about. Um, I, so I was at a job in 2015 um, and the NASA stream of them releasing the images of Pluto from New Horizon came in. And I think that is where there was this major shift in like how I wanted to contribute to the world and how I wanted to use my graphic design skills going forward. Because seconds before that image was released, that clear image of Pluto that we all know has a heart on it, you know, um, before that was released, Pluto was just a blob of like 36 pixels. <laughs> it was all 8-bit art and 8-bit imagery. Um, and seconds later, it was on that day, it was this high-resolution image of the features on, on Pluto. It was absolutely mind-blowing. And um, I think that is where I was like, this is the peak of science communication. You know, showing people something that they hadn't seen before or or even the adventure of the whole mission like going to an unknown world and and taking this journey for years on end to then end up with this information that was going to you know change the field itself like that was that's science communication. That's the research I want to be involved in. And that is when I decided I was going to figure out how to be a part of it. I also felt like a lot of what was happening communication-wise was verbal um, in video or live streaming or um, um, or that those posters that you get in school um, of all the scientific topics and there wasn't really a specific field of visual communication that was really breaking it down for the general public that wasn't in school that wasn't in high school or wasn't specializing in it in college um and so I decided to try and figure out how to mesh the two and like I said, doing the astrophysics degree was the overarching um, concepts and like the wide view picture of space that I felt could help me apply it to any of the space topics, um, research-wise and content-wise and, and, and just history-wise. I mean, we all, everything here comes from the, the Big Bang, so <laughs> everything is related in those fields. Um, yeah, so trying to navigate that career of putting these two skill sets together, it, it wasn't easy. It hasn't, it isn't a standard, you know, major map for the, you can go to any university and view. So it really was me building my own, um, portfolio of work that I could relate somehow um 
getting the right jobs. So something in a science field that shows other people like I can create for science, no matter, you know, what field science is science and the, the, the scientific method is the same across all of them. Um, so being able to design for one meant I could translate my skill sets to others, but specializing with that second bachelor's would help me really validate and, and show, look, I have this knowledge base. I can now, and I have this portfolio of science work. I just want to now be able to specialize in the space industry and mesh these two skill sets together and and I and that was the goal that was the goal and that was the mission and that I think having the mission when you set out to do something is so much more important than aiming for a specific place that you want to be and mm-hmm. trying to make that fit because if that place you want to be is part of that mission you start with, you're going to get there anyway. And yeah, I think that's what I find so inspiring about your story is that, you know, you're not a conventional STEM person. Like you didn't do, um, you know, the STEM subjects at school in terms of like specializing and then going and doing a first degree in that. And but as a result, you're so much more um, passionate compared to like when you follow that conventional path. Because what I love about your story is the fact that you have made decisions based on what you're genuinely interested in. And you've made those decisions not on a sort of um, ambition. Uh, to get to a certain specific place it's more like what's been driving you has been your heart in some ways it's like I'm just going to follow my heart like it feels good to study this I'm really interested in that and then somehow or other you've managed to create this profession for yourself and now you're like super niche in something that is um only going to increase in demand. I mean, I'm seeing more and more um, commercial private sector space research. I mean, it's becoming so um, so popular uh, to go exploring beyond our planet. And you've put yourself through a lot of hard work and investment of time into a position where you are literally the bridge between all of that advanced space stuff that's happening and the public yep that was the plan (laughs) really it's really I mean what a risk because you didn't know that space was going to be this commercial you couldn't have no one knew yeah yeah I think when I started out it was more of the adventure of research honestly like you know, like I gave the example, New Horizons, just being part of a team that was getting ready to unfold something that had never been known before. That alone, I don't, I don't need the commercialization of space. (laughs) If I can research something that was not known before, that'll be like this really cool part of history and, and, um, 
really cool knowledge base that moves the field forward, that is part of, you know, my overall mission for what I want to do in my career. Have you ever um, come across um, not negativity, but like um, a lack of acknowledgement for the importance of communication? Yes. And I don't really feel like that's putting anybody at fault. It's just because it hasn't been part of the package yet. Like, I think marketing in general is is not to an to a company is not like top of mind um but then you think of it as because basically when you create infographics for research you're marketing your research in a way you're you're showing the world look this is what i'm doing this is what it what can happen for you or for this field based on this work that i'm doing and you hope that that gains a researcher a following, an understanding, and possibly funding. Um, so it, it's marketing in a way. Communication is marketing in a way. And I, I just the the lack of knowing that it is important to. Be front and center to the public or to your audience, whoever that is. Audience is the right word for this here. It's very important, but a lot of people think that it's not necessary because their work is going to get them wherever it is they're going. And that is only true if you pick up members to help your team get you where you're going. And you can only do that by sharing your vision, sharing your research, marketing. And again, like I said, this brings me back to my first point. I don't think that has been part of the package when people are working in these fields. Um, I will also say a lot of what I've discovered, a lot of visual design in the realm of research, a lot of people only think of it as different colored plots, making plots pretty. I've gone to so many grad, um, um, deal, or what are they, career fairs, graduate degree career fairs, where I ask the question, you know, do you see somebody with my design skill sets and now knowledge of astrophysics fitting in a in a um, program where I can utilize both sets? And they're like, oh yeah, we need we need people that know how to make plots pretty. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's more than that. <laughs> so I I and that's again no fault of their own. It's just this is a new concept that I'm trying to do. It's it's not widely done it's 
definitely not widely done on a level of people after college and those who don't normally have a scientific background or were interested in, in, you know, specializing in STEM. So yeah, it's, it's being, which means I have to sell it more. (laughs) That's basically what ends up happening. I have to really break down what it is I'm trying to do and how what I can do will benefit their research to further their research, basically. And yeah. You know what, Shireen, I'm in the same position. You know, I'm qualified in STEM, but I think it's really important that the perception of uh, uh, the engineering industry in particular um, is updated. And the only way to update the public perception of engineering, particularly in the UK, because it has such a weird stereotype, engineers are just seen as a certain kind of slice of society um and and you know what you and i are doing is using our skills in communication to educate um and to democratize the area of stem that we're interested in and so i want to like give you a space to actually just um, vocalize why it is so important that people need to know about space? Oh, I love this question. I truly feel that space is the one industry where trickle-down economics, I don't know if everyone's aware of that, but that's where the concept where what happens at the top will trickle down to to the bottom populations and they'll benefit. And I do feel space is that one industry where it actually works. I mean, everyone with a smartphone has a GPS and they utilize it almost every day or every week or every month if they're traveling. I mean, that is the essence of what the space industry can do for you. And that's not really widely known. People don't really make that connection that GPS is a NASA and governmental um, funded aerospace and space technology that every person on earth uses almost every day if they have a smartphone. Um, Foam beds, those were made for astronauts. Like that technology was made for astronauts. And now it is a thing that we have here on earth on almost every bed. And yeah, I think, I think being able to share with the world what the space industry is doing that will directly affect the public is so important. And that's, that goes both ways, the good and the bad. I feel like that needs to be very transparent because the space industry is going to only grow, become more of an important part of our society and our lives moving forward. And that transparency needs to be communicated. And it's important that it's communicated, again, no matter what those circumstances, the good and the bad, being able to make 
those knowledgeable decisions as a citizen of what you want to partake in, what you want to be a part of, and how it, or how it's benefiting you is it's just it's good to know you're you're a citizen of this world. I would think that would be something all people are very interested in in accessing that kind of knowledge. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the overarching reason why I want to communicate space industry to the public. Well, I have to say, after listening to you, I would love to see more of your work because um, I definitely want to know where all of that money is being spent because, you know, so much money is poured into the space industry and for space research and so much is given back to us as a result. And I would like to know. Uh, the reason why I don't know much about space uh, research is because it just seems so far away. It, it seems untouchable. So um, any effort that is made to make space research and knowledge more accessible wins my vote. And if you could do it in a way that is like not overwhelming and intimidating and requires a lot of, you know, like... I don't want to spend time having to figure stuff out. Like if you're spelling it out for the, for me, like illustrating it, all the better. You know, I really believe in what you're doing. And I think it's so essential um, that we have someone that's doing that translation. Um, and I just, I can't wait to continue to see how your work blossoms. Um, it's just been so incredible hearing the way you've created this niche profession for yourself. Um, and I'm like even more in favor of communicators of STEM um, after hearing you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I do want to give you a huge shout out to your crash course in physics series. Definitely helped me when I was dealing with exams. <laughs> So it's an awesome series. I, I totally appreciate that it even exists. Glad to hear it. Oh, that, that makes me so happy that I helped in some way because I know that you're going to be a massive help to society in this area of space research. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube for my new series called Esteemed Women. It's all about self-discovery and self-evolution on innovation. So as always, be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week.